0: Good morning again. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I hope that you do, turn with me to Matthew, the very first chapter. Matthew chapter 1. And uh, we're going to begin reading together this morning at verse 18. And of course, uh, we have there, recorded for us by Matthew in his gospel, the Christmas story. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary... Had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took her as his wife and kept her as a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the characters of Christmas. And uh, oftentimes we uh, look at so many different things in regards to that. And I wanted us to take a little time to focus specifically on the main characters of Christmas, which have been Mary, Joseph, Joseph, And today we want to look at infant Jesus and what that means to us of his coming into this world. Jesus' birth is unlike any other birth ever in human history. It is possible that part of the joy of Christmas, part of the excitement of Christmas is because of the infant Christ. That thinking about him as an infant brings us back to kind of the magic of of a childhood in regards to Christmas. I know there's gifts and there's lights and there's decorations, there's parties, there's candies, there's parades, there's all all kinds of things that add joy to the Christmas season. But perhaps the idea that we take our focus off of all other things for just a little bit and focus on the infant Jesus. We're not focusing on his life that he lived, the people who rejected him, the struggles that he faced. We're not, we're not focusing on you know, the end of his life and, and the false trials and his arrest and his betrayal and his crucifixion. We're focusing on an infant. We're focusing on a child and somehow that, that child-likeness, that, that, uh, that childish excitement and joy brings the wonder of Christmas to us. I think as we identify with that again, it brings a a certain wonder that accompanies the Christmas time. And so for a brief time this morning, I want us to focus just on Christ the infant and what that means to us as we celebrate this Christmas season. We read in the Gospels the record of his birth and his coming into the world. And there are just a couple of things that I want us to see together this morning. And The first is this, the birth of Jesus was an advent. And we hear that word advent. And we hear advent candles and advent events and things of that nature. The word advent defined simply means this, the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. So when we hear that word Advent, it is just the the announcing or the arrival or the coming of someone who is notable or something that is notable. Jesus' birth is profoundly unique from any other birth that has ever occurred in the history of mankind. And the reason being, or one of the reasons being, is this. Jesus was not born to exist everyone else who is born we we are born to exist or to begin our existence jesus already existed his birth was not to bring about his existence his birth was to bring him to earth in human form because he already existed before he was born that has never happened before and never happened since Read with me, if you would, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Well, who is He? Who is the Word? Who is it referring to here? Well, if you drop down to verse 14, listen to what it says. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory, the glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, we have to understand that Jesus existed before He ever came to this world. He was born as an infant, but He was not born to begin His existence. He was born to enter earth in the human form to become a sacrifice for your sins and for my sins. For the sins of all of humanity. But his existence was already there. He was already present and already alive as God the Father, God the Son, as a part of the Trinity and God the Holy Spirit in the kingdom of heaven. Listen to Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 and listen to what it says there. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for, the set, for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. He was rich in the kingdom of heaven, yet he became poor. He emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant, and coming to earth, surrendering himself to the obedience of the Father, even obedient to the point of death, death on a cross, the scripture tells us. But when we look at that and begin to comprehend and understand, He existed before He existed. He existed in the kingdom of heaven as God the Son before He ever came to earth as Jesus the infant. And so His birth is unique and different because He was not born to exist. I can't help but let my mind wander for a moment. And think about for just a moment that first Christmas Eve. And I wonder what that must have been like if God the Son was still in heaven and He was preparing to come to earth. I think about the events that begin to unfold. Well, we know from the Christmas story that the angel Gabriel was. In charge, he was the project manager, if you would, of everything that was happening. He had visited Mary. He had visited Joseph. He had given them the announcements of that which was to come. I wonder on that first Christmas Eve if maybe Gabriel was busy making sure that everything was ready to go for the advent, for the arrival, for the coming of a notable person. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born an infant in the flesh. I just wonder if he was making sure that the heavenly host was all gathered together in the heavenly choir room, ready for their portion of the event to enter the stage of the history of time, to to bring a glorious message of the good news of great joy, announcing the birth of Jesus to the shepherds on a hillside. I wonder if Gabriel was busy thinking about the shepherds, the right people in the right place at the right time to receive the message that the angelic host was preparing to deliver, that they would be there to hear the message of the birth of the Son of Jesus and that their hearts would be prepared and motivated to make the journey to see Jesus, to visit him in the manger. I wonder... Was He about the business of making sure that the end was full and that there was no other place for Jesus to be born except in the place where a lamb should be born because He was to become the perfect lamb that would be sacrificed to take away the sins of the world. I just wonder about everything that happened to prepare for the advent, for the coming of of a notable person to this world. Gabriel would have been busy. Heaven would have been busy. But there would have been a certain sorrow because God the Father was sending His only Son from the perfect throne room of the kingdom of heaven to come into this world full of sin, full of pain, full of sorrow, full of difficulty, full of challenges. And the father knew full well what was ahead of his son. And he knew everything that he would encounter and everything that would occur as as he lived this life. And while there was a lot of, of excitement about the coming of a significant person, the Son of God, there had to be some sorrow. there there, there had to be some difficulty in his heart or heaviness in his heart of sending his Son to this earth. I wonder if there was a conversation between God the Father and God the Son. We know that a number of times while he was here on this earth that Jesus prayed to his Father, which was in heaven. I wonder if there was a conversation that first night Just before he was leaving heaven and coming to earth as an infant. I think the scripture gives us a little glimpse of that, perhaps. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 5. Listen to these words. I don't know that it's a conversation, but it certainly gives us something to think about. Therefore, when he comes into the world, he says. I think that's interesting. Therefore, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. Wow, that kind of sounds like, hey, when he comes into the world, he says, hey, listen, sacrifices and offering you have not desired, but a body you've prepared for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have taken no pleasure. And then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. I have come to do your will. After saying above sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have not desired, nor have you taken pleasure in them, which are... Offered according to the law, and then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first in order to establish the second. By this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. I wonder. A conversation. Listen, according to the law and history, There's been sacrifices, burnt offerings, blood offerings that were given. You didn't take pleasure in that. That wasn't the purpose of those is is for pleasure. It was for the sake of sin. But a body you've prepared for me. And I'm going to, to fulfill in that body the desire that you have to pay the price for all the sins of all of mankind, for all of history. Father, I know. That I'm going to do your will. Sounds like a conversation that could have happened. I'm not saying it is, but it sounds like a conversation that could have happened the night before Jesus left the perfectness of the throne room of heaven to the come to the sinfulness of this earth as an infant child so that he might ultimately become the sacrifice. Jesus, an infant, a child, coming to this world, growing and maturing and finding favor in the eyes of men and in God to become the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Everything was ready. All was prepared for the arrival of an important person, Advent second thing I want us to see this morning is this. The infant birth, the infant's birth announces God is with us. This is so important for you and I to understand God is with us. Verse 23 of Matthew 1 that we read this morning says this. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us god is with us that's what the infant birth means it means that god left the throne of heaven in the form of god the son and he entered the world in the form of infant jesus in order to be with us in the bible there are over 256 titles that are given to jesus in an effort to reveal to us his nature his majesty His deity and His humanity. But one of the most significant is the title, Emmanuel, which translated means, God with us. That He has come to be present with you and I. That He has come to live among us and be a part of us. Jesus' birth was a miracle. Stop and think for a moment. All of the things that surrounded the birth of Jesus, never before, never since, has anything like this happened. A virgin gave birth to a child. His life began as a miracle from the throne room of heaven to this earth. The entirety of his life was encompassed in miracles. The scripture records for us 37 distinguishable miracles that jesus performed while here on this earth 37 miracles and then if we go to john chapter 20 verses 30 and 31 listen to what it says therefore many other signs jesus also performed in the presence of his disciples so not just the 37 that are recorded in scripture but multitudes of other signs and miracles he performed which are not written in in this book. But he says these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus came to earth in the form of an infant, and it was a miracle. Jesus lived his life performing multitudes of miracles. All kinds of miracles from from the authority of nature to the authority over death to the authority over food and its distribution to the healing of the lame and the blind and the sick. All miracles that Jesus performed in order for us to know that He truly is the Son of God. And that in knowing that we may believe in Him and believing in Him that we might have life in His name, the name Emmanuel. God is with us. He is present. And his life ended with a miracle. The miracle of the resurrection. So from his birth to his resurrection, and everything in between, the life of Jesus was a life of miracles. It's a life of miracle that says to us, it is amazing, it is miraculous that God is with us. And as we think about this Christmas season, as we think about the miraculous of the life of Jesus from His birth to His life to His death and resurrection, the thing that I can encourage you the most with as we think about the advent of the coming of the Christ child is to comprehend and to understand that God is with us. Sometimes, the holidays can be hollow. Sometimes because of life events and experiences and things that we have gone through and encountered, where we are today, pain, suffering, sorrow, difficulties, challenges, the holidays can seem a little hollow and seem a little bit empty. Sometimes we can feel very lonely even in a crowd. And what I want to encourage you this Christmas season It's because of the advent of the coming of the Christ child. It's to know and remember and to understand no matter what, God is always with us. God is always present in our lives. We are never alone because God is with us. This morning, we're going to offer an invitation hymn.